Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. First of all, I think this decision is simply a plain reading of the U.S. Constitution. It's a plain reading of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And the Supreme Court simply has to take this case, and I'm sure Judge Littig would agree. It meets all the criteria for when the Supreme Court takes a case. You've got conflicting decisions of the highest courts of several different states on an issue of the interpretation of the U.S. Constitution. There's a matter of national importance, and there's a lot of urgency to this. So the Supreme Court has to take this. You think it's a plain reading, former Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, of the 14th Amendment to say Trump can't be on the ballot in Colorado because a couple of judges had some feelings? That's a plain reading to you. If you want to understand, everybody, exactly what levels of danger we're in as a society, it's Jay Johnson on CNN saying it's a plain reading of the 14th Amendment. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Holy hell. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. I want to hear from you. I want people out there who want to defend this decision in Colorado. I want them to make their case. 833 468 8669 got Tony. A 4-3 decision from the Colorado Supreme Court saying that Donald Trump cannot appear on the ballot because Donald Trump engaged in insurrection against the country. They're referring, of course, to January 6th, 2021, and referring to the 14th Amendment, Section 3. If you've never heard it before, allow me. Allow me to give you a quick read. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. This, of course, was written post-Civil War about people who had taken up arms against the United States. The terminology shall have engaged in insurrection is being read by some as the idea of, well, you don't have to be convicted of such a thing. You just have to have done it. Once you hear that from grown-ups, from so-called educated men and women, you realize how this isn't a plain reading of the Constitution as Jay Johnson engages, but such a level of radicalness and hate as to be believed. If one is not convicted... How do you prove one has engaged in insurrection? Because you have a feeling? Because you believe it? This is the argument that was made by the Supreme Court in Colorado. This is the argument that they made. 
you have got this judge, J. Michael Ludig, who was part of the same conversation. What does he make of all of this? Uh, as uh, our country's preeminent constitutional scholar, uh, Professor Lawrence Tribe, uh, and I said in our article in August in The Atlantic, uh, this decision will test uh, whether America is committed uh, to America's democracy, to its constitution, and to the rule of law. Yesterday's uh, momentous and historic uh, was a, um, a model of judicial uh, decision-making. Uh, it, it is unassailable in every respect. It, it was a, uh, a masterful interpretation of Section 14, 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the Constitution. Masterful it was. Uh, I didn't know that I could be a judge. I'm going to say this again for the people in the cheap seats. None of this is masterful. I laugh at this judge out loud. And I believe that the Supreme Court should overturn this decision 9 nothing. And I believe that the people of Colorado should find ways to throw these justices out and have them disbarred. A system not based on litigation. Not based on findings. Not based on trial. But rather based on feelings is not masterful. As a matter, just a basic concept, I don't care that he's a judge. Where's the guilt? He was indeed told, you start an insurrection and an impeachment took place and he was not removed from office. The Senate found no guilt. Now what? Now you think he's guilty, you hold no trial, and you utilize that feeling to move something forward. Can I ask how the country moves forward? And yet they go to CNN and they say things like this. The people who favor this decision don't favor the nation. Allow me to be clear, they are not Americans. They don't believe in the American way of life. And I defy anybody within the sound of my voice to tell me why this decision is good. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Don't squawk behind your keyboard. Let's go to work. You, you went to college. I didn't. I mean, I went. I didn't graduate. You guys know that story. I didn't graduate college. We didn't have the money and then it was either my brother got to finish up his his degree or neither one of us did so i stopped going i did my part i don't think it's affected me too much personally i think i'm okay but i want people to now argue why this is a, this is a good idea i want people to argue why it is that four justices can make a decision not even based on a trial. Just a case is brought to them. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess he's guilty. I guess he's not allowed. Tell me how that creates a better society. Alan Dershowitz. For how electors are appointed. States have a great discretion in how they appoint electors. This will throw the entire 
system of electing president that we've now established for over 200 years into disarray. It's, it's a scandal. It's a shame. The justices who wrote this decision ought to be ashamed of themselves. It's a purely partisan ploy. And the Supreme Court ought to take this up as soon as possible and get us back to the business of electing presidents based on what the people want, not what partisans want and what they can get partisan judges to enact, which clearly violates the, the explicit terms of the Constitution itself. Yeah. Look, the, the Fourth Amendment was intended to prevent people who engaged in the Civil War from running. That's what the purpose was. If you look at the whole amendment, yeah. it talks about the the Civil War it talks about slavery. It's clearly in context a one off. It wasn't designed to replace the impeachment provisions of the Constitution, as this court absurdly ruled. Just so let us go a step further from Alan Dershowitz here. The purpose of this ruling is to take away the ability of the people to make a decision. Guys, I would pick DeSantis over Trump right now. There's a possibility I'd pick Haley over Trump in terms of just winnability across the spectrum based on the data right now. But I'd take Trump over Biden any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Personal decisions should be made by the people and they should not be taken away from them. The Colorado Supreme Court wants to take away decision making from the people. Why in the world should they be allowed to make the mistake, feel the air quotes, of voting for Trump? We simply can't allow this. Why why, why can't you allow this? Well, because Trump engaged in an insurrection. No, he didn't. Even if we were to say uh, that he said things you don't like, the words, if we're going to read the plain reading uh, judge and and former uh, Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. Trump never showed up to the Capitol. Trump didn't wear a Viking helmet. What insurrection? What engagement in insurrection are you talking about? Now we're getting into your feelings. You feel he did. Who gives a damn what you feel he did? That's not an argument. That's not an American way to think of things. That's ridiculous. It's pablum. And the people of Colorado are now going to be told they don't get to choose. Some court got to choose for them. That's funny. When the court chose George Bush over Al Gore, I was told that was the worst thing in the world. Now the court decides and everyone's supposed to go, yippee. First things first. The court is taking away the rights of the people. The people can decide who they vote for or don't vote for, who they support or don't support. That is for the people to decide, not, not for a court to decide. But going a a, a step further, so we understand each other. You have to accept from this decision that the Democratic Party is a threat to democracy. What they claim about Trump, and I just told you, I might vote for Nikki Haley over Trump. 
just on the winnability subject. I know, I know, I'm going to get hate mail. Leave that to the side just for a moment. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't think the people should be kept from making decisions. But the Democratic Party wants to keep the people from making decisions. But the Democratic Party told me that Trump is the threat to democracy. I'm looking at it with my own eyes, and so are you. It seems to me that the Democrats are the ones who are the threat to democracy. So let me say it again. The Democratic Party is the threat to democracy. Straight up threat. They don't think you should have a say because you might do something they don't like. So they want to take your voice away from you. But I got to worry about Trump? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You, you can't sell that. And that's why I'm asking people, you know, I don't usually take the callers. 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. Go on. You've been talking about Trump. You're angry with Trump. You're talking smack about Trump. Sell your argument. Go on. Come on. Come on. Sell your argument. Try, at least. You worry that Trump is going to be a threat to democracy. So the Supreme Court in Colorado says the people can't have their democracy. They can't even have their vote the way they want. Based on what? It's not even a, it's not even a reading of, of, of the 14th Amendment. It's insanity. It's insane. And I don't care how many judges they put on it. A model of judicial decision making. Good Lord. Ambassador Bolton. Yeah, that Ambassador Bolton who hates Trump. This this measure that was put in place to, to keep former Confederates from returning to power. I mean, what do you make of it being used here? I think it's completely misplaced. I think this this Colorado Supreme Court decision is badly wrong for multiple reasons. Number one, the, the 14th Amendment provides that Congress can pass legislation to carry uh, its provisions into effect, which Congress has done on many aspects. It has not put anything with respect to Section 3 on the books uh, since just after the Civil War. Uh, second, the, the idea that... Uh, 50 different state courts can can decide a question involving the highest elective office in the executive branch interpreting the federal constitution as to what constitutes an insurrection against the federal government uh, is is incoherent and i think uh, undoubtedly the supreme court's going to have to clear that up in terms of what the framers of the 14th amendment meant uh, I, I think I think it's quite clear that the radical Republicans in Congress who wanted to suppress the secessionist advocates and governments of the southern states that succeeded would not provide on this critical question of uh, the offices that that are going to be denied to people who broke their oath to the United States that you're going to put decision making authority on that in the hands of the states, including the former secessionist states that if that was their intention, they were. They were delusional when interesting take on, on on that part of it. 
But the, the the springing up of the Supreme Court, as I did, that, that I think the Supreme Court should rule nine nothing, and I bring up, of course, uh, George Bush, Al Gore. Let, let's bring up something else uh, about the court that I think creates an even larger issue. Our lack of faith in institutions is very real. And now what we have seen from the political left is, is a one-two punch. First... Jack Smith in the uh, case against uh, Donald Trump wanting uh, the Supreme Court to rule whether or not charges can be brought against a former president. Bypassing all the other appellate courts going right to SCOTUS. And now a situation from Colorado where the Supreme Court is going to have to rule regarding the 14th Amendment. When the left loses both of these cases... Will it not just anger them to the point where they demand court packing and look at what the political right has done to the court and we can't trust the system and continuing to throw out the baby with the bathwater? The system has to hold. In order for it to hold, we have to demand it. And people have to be rational, not emotional. Things are going to get much, much rougher from here. This is Tony Katz today. So why is it that Hunter Biden wasn't on the passenger list for Marine One? Marine One is the helicopter. And and uh, it was it was strange that, that there was this... Uh, all of a sudden, you know, people are getting off Marine One at the White House and there's Hunter Biden. And some people, you know, noticed he's not on the manifest. Why isn't he on the logs? Why isn't he written down? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today... So good to be with you. Find everything at TonyCats.com. And then you realize that, like, how many times do we know of who went to visit whom uh, at the Biden's uh, home in, in Delaware? Oh, Secret Service doesn't keep records of that. You don't keep records of who is visiting the president of the United States? While there were classified documents all around the Corvette and the drug-addled son, Hunter, who clearly left cocaine in the White House. That is my theory. I'm going with it. With everything going on with Hunter and the charges against Hunter, the indictments, uh, defying a congressional subpoena, subpoena, facing a maximum of 17 years behind bars for the financial issues, 25 on the gun charge that he's facing, this according to Jackie Heinrich uh, uh, of Fox News, and they, the family gets back from, from, from Delaware, and there he is on Marine One, and nobody wrote it down? How many times does he visit? Now, he's the son. He can travel with the family. This is not my argument. It's the it's the not writing it down. What are you hiding? Why does it look like that you're hiding? Are there any other visitor logs that Hunter Biden has not been put on, specifically, purposefully, willfully left off? If so, why? He's the son. Nobody think, would even think it's weird. Even with all the issues, I don't actually think it's weird. I think it's weird that it's not written down. And for an administration that claims transparency, let's argue no. 
Let's also argue that 177 people are going to be outed who may have had a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Let's talk about that. I'm Tony Katz. One hundred and seventy seven associates of the pedophile sex trafficking lowlife Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, will be named in court documents. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Eight, three, three. Got Tony. Eight, three, three, four, six, eight, eight, six, six, nine. Um, this story, as released by the Daily Mail uh, yesterday. A judge has ruled that the documents would be unsealed and it would name 177 does uh, who are Epstein's friends, recruiters, and victims within the coming weeks. It's related to a defamation case that is brought by Virginia Roberts, who um, is accusing Prince Andrew, son of Queen Elizabeth, brother of Prince Charles, of impropriety. Let's see the list. Let us see the list. It is remarkably important. We have been wondering why we don't have more information on this for years. Ever since Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, Do I have to say that again? Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. He was allowed to die, but he did not kill himself. He's in a jail cell. The guards aren't working. Oh, someone fell asleep. The cameras aren't on. Could you stop it? We see you. But it doesn't stop them. And we'll see if this list ever makes the light of day. We'll see if anybody is, is, is ever uh, punished for the thing. We will want it. It does not mean that we will get it. But let's take take a step back here. Uh, Anybody associated, anybody associated with Jeffrey Epstein who knew anything has to go to jail, don't care about their name, don't care about their position, don't care if they are beloved. If you were with Epstein, if you knew you're the enemy, you're an abuser, you have to go to jail, I only hope your experience is like some of those rougher episodes of Oz. We will follow this as it happens and as it goes. Meanwhile, the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, is stating that Israel is ready for another pause. We're talking about the possibility of another truce to recover hostages held by Hamas. The quote happening, quote, Israel is ready for another humanitarian pause and additional humanitarian aid in order to enable the release of hostages. 
and the responsibility lies fully with the Hamas leader, Sinwar, and others in Hamas leadership. Uh, I'm, 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 to an extent, surprised to see it. Surprised uh, to, to see it take place. I didn't know they were willing to go down this road again. But they are trying to get their people back. Meanwhile, there are voices of reason that are explaining that what we're seeing with uh, college students and we'll, we'll call them young people regarding Israel and Hamas is, is completely, completely screwed and, 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 and awkward because people are getting their information from TikTok. You know who's making that argument? Senator John Fetterman. I, I really, I really don't, I really don't know. Uh, I, I do know that a lot of people are getting their perspective from TikTok, and I think if you're kind of getting your perspective on the world on TikTok, it's going to tend to be kind of warped or not reflective of the the history and, and actually the way things absolutely are. And what is very clear is is that Hamas started this, and they actually broke the the ceasefire, and they attacked uh, and murdered. Uh, babies, children, women uh, attacked a, a music uh, a concert and everything. It's 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 outrageous. And from from now on, um, it's been very clear that that Israel would very much want there to be peace. But they've made it very clear that after October seventh, that that's just not possible. So long as Hamas is allowed to uh, exist, how does one reconcile that Fetterman is the one making sense? and clearly is far better than he was when he had the stroke. I still would not have allowed him to be senator. He still should have stayed home and uh, taken care of himself. All that should have happened. But cogent, complete sentences, making sense, making sense. We, we, I mean, I, I will get into so, some other things going on with uh, college campuses uh, in, in, a, in a little bit. While he's having this conversation, Jew-hating bigot Linda Sarsour was leading an uh, insurrection in the Capitol Rotunda. This took place yesterday. 60 anti-Israel protesters. Uh, it's, it's not just anti-Israel. It's, it's uh, people who are focused on uh, a genocide. Uh, were there with Linda Sarsour screaming, not another nickel, not another dime, no more money for Israel's crimes, and signs that read, stop arming Israel. Because you want Hamas to be victorious because you support terrorists. We, we, we got it. Linda Sarsour is a name you remember. Linda Sarsour was the woman who started the Women's March. You remember the Women's March. I remember that there were people who clearly knew she was a bigot and yet somehow couldn't get themselves not to appear with her, around her, near her, like like they desperately needed it because, well, their their progressivism was more important. And they thought, you know, all right, we'll, we'll be aligned on the other things. 
And just like so many of these progressive progressives learned when it came to uh, uh, religion, uh, no, the, 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 these people hate you, and they'll they will leave the Jews to die. Uh, that that's that's who they are. That's what they did, and no one can deny it. And they still went along with it. Ah, oh, we women gotta stick together. Blah blah blah. Madness. So. Um, as is uh, being uh, described, the Capitol Police saying, quote, is against the law to demonstrate inside the congressional buildings. So we brought in additional officers to be prepared for the moment. The group would break the law. The group was screened when they entered the building. Once they broke the law, roughly 60 people were immediately arrested for violating a, a code, which was crowding, obstructing, or incommodating. Now, this is just one of many, many things going on where people are engaged in, uh, in, in, in not just a, a conversation of protest, but in a conversation of radicalness and shutting down train stations and, and, and everything else. Pay no attention to them just for the moment, uh, the, these Jew haters. The, the question is, what happens in another potential ceasefire? Which I oppose... Because I don't know where the value is supposed to come from. I don't actually believe um, that you, you, you create a situation where things work out well. I get that you want the hostages back. I'm not say- telling them no. I am saying that what other time is given in getting them back? You got hostages back. And as you were, Hamas was attacking and three people got murdered in Jerusalem. And then rockets were refired in the southern parts of Israel. You're just lucky that no one died in that. So we're sacrificing one for the other? I'm just saying that this is... I don't know if we're playing a zero-sum game. When Joe Biden was asked about this, he was asked um, about a deal on hostages. Will there be a deal on hostages anytime soon? Now, he was, uh, I think it was there at the airport. So sometimes it's a little difficult to hear, but catch this. Are we expecting a hostage deal anytime soon? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. Well, where? Over in, uh, oh, no, I was, I was talking about... Over you're talking about the, we're pushing it. We, I, I don't, there's no expectation at this point. So the reporter asks, are we expecting a hostage deal anytime soon? Biden says yes, and the reporter's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. And then Biden's like, wait, 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 wait where do you mean? Fantastic. Fantastic. You gotta, you gotta feel like, like we're really in, 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 in good hands. There's no, there, there, there's, you know, the, it's, it's Thomas Sowell. There are no uh, uh, solutions. There are only trade-offs. And this might be the trade-off. But um, I, I, I must say that what I favor is the elimination of Hamas to be able to get to an opportunity for peace. And I don't think that this leads to an effective timing for the elimination of Hamas.
then again, I'm not Israeli. They're not taking my advice. Southwest Airlines should. You may have heard this story. Uh, I discussed this, uh, for those of you who get the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, my cigar and bourbon show, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Southwest Airlines now has a plus-size policy. And you're like, I don't know what that means. Here, here's what it means. Let's say you're very large. Let's say you are rotund. And you, because of your rotundness, take up more than one seat. You don't have to buy another seat on Southwest Airlines. All you have to do is buy the one and then get to the airport and demand an extra seat. And Southwest will give it to you. Southwest will give you the seat, which means they will bump somebody so you can sit. Tigris Osborne The executive director of the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance. That's a thing. Quote, everybody who needs extra space should have a way to be accommodated on an airline. This policy is about people who need extra space with wise. So you don't buy the extra seat, but you get the extra seat. I purchased the seat that I can sit in, but I'm not allowed to sit in it because you didn't think ahead to ensure your own safety and your own comfort and mine. Rather, your decisions or uh, other physical ailments, we could argue, are now allowed to impact me? you're, You're not only morbidly obese... You want people to accept your morbid obesity and then give up what they have paid for because you can't fit. The, the, the level to which that is not just selfish but, but criminal and that, and that Southwest would, would allow such a thing, that's real hatred. That is Southwest hating their customer and making a decision that some customers are more important than others. Not the person who paid, but the person who has the whatever issue du jour uh, they, they like. Remember, this isn't about money. As a matter of fact, if you paid, it doesn't even get you any rights. Paying doesn't help you. What helps you is being large. I think we're way too accepting of the concept of large. Somebody is large and they need two seats, go buy two seats. Don't want to hear about your problems. That's on you. Now, the extra seat happens to be available and the airline wants to give it to you and it's not inconveniencing anybody else. They can do that. But if you think you can inconvenience someone else because you're a selfish lowlife... Well, you're a selfish lowlife. But we shouldn't be a society that cheers being overweight. Like, we shouldn't cheer Lizzo. I mean, go live your life, but don't cheer it. Lizzo's unhealthy. This overweight thing is unhealthy. 
I still weigh too much, but much less than I did because it's healthier. It just is. So what are we kidding ourselves? We're celebrating terrible lifestyles. And then we're telling them that their terrible lifestyle gets put ahead of people who actually wrote a check for the seat. That's nuts. This is Tony Katz today. Twenty twenty four will be the biggest single crash year in our lifetimes. Do not listen to your financial advisor. Remain calm. All is well. That's a that's a story over the New York Post from a uh, economist. He says, look, uh, all we do is spend money. All we do is borrow money. The debt comes due. There's going to be a crash, and it's actually going to help send a message to the central banks. Uh, I I am not somebody who is uh, overly hopeful about uh, the the, the future. I'm aware that things could get, uh, get rough and tumble. And I'm, in many ways, still expecting them to. This is a different conversation. I don't know if you're going to listen to this. Guy's name is Harry Dent. It's possible he's been wrong before. But there is a lot of spending. And the debt will eventually come due. You would think one of these doomsday predictors will eventually be right. It would only make sense. This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com.